This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 112, catching up. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Versus Captain Cook. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens, the podcast where we talk about culture and Christianity and the crossroads, a lot of C's involved in there. I'm here with my usual co-host, Ben Avery. Howdy, I'm Ben Avery. And not here with our other usual co-host, Dr. Jace. Yep, there he was, not saying hello. <laughs> Maybe he did while he was listening to the episode. We can. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Hope. You never know. Nope. So this episode is called Catching Up, and it's because Steve and I are going to be catching up a little bit because uh, we didn't record. It's been a little while since we've actually recorded together mm. since the crossover thing started. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy in a good way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not not the kind of crazy that gets you institutionalized, <laughs> but the kind of crazy that gets, you know, strange looks from strangers. The kind of crazy that just might work. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, and also we'll be catching up on some listener feedback because yeah. we've gotten listener feedback that we haven't used and I want to. So we, this is actually going to be a co-hosted episode. It'll be Steve and I. Uh, Dr. Jace isn't here, but we have Hank Harwell joining us yeah. <laughs> um, because he sent us messages and we just never got to the, use them. And so – Haven't got used yeah, – haven't, we haven't got gotten to them yet. Right, which is why we're catching up. Now we're going to drop them on you. That's right. Rapid fire. Uh, no, not rapid fire because we want people to understand what he's saying. He sent recordings and if we do it too fast, it'll be just gobbledygook. We could, so. like I said, we could yeah. we could overlap them all. We could just like put them all four at the same time. It would save time, yes. It would definitely save time. But again, we want okay. people to actually hear what he has to say because he actually has some good things to say. Um, we also have uh, a couple messages from a new listener who's listening through our podcast and um, he has sent us three messages about three different episodes from the past. Cool. And he has not gotten, as far as I know, he has not gotten into the hundreds yet. And so, yeah, this will be um, you know, special shout out to, to John then. And cool. he'll get to hear from himself in this episode. <laughs> and then we also have another uh, quick message from, from someone about some – some stuff here and 
<laughs> message from someone from some stuff. Someone about some stuff. Uh, yeah. I was looking through Facebook and not really seeing. I mean, there's some good conversation going on on Facebook, mm-hmm. but not really a lot, you know, to, to be read. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of stuff you, you have to be there. Yeah. You know, so when a link gets posted or something, people talking about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Outfits. Yep. People talking about the new Doctor Who, Doctor Who uh, outfit. costuming, um, you know. But that's on our Facebook page, which is where a lot of conversation happens. It's Facebook.com/slash Strangers and Aliens. So yeah, like us on Facebook. Uh, but for now, Steve, what have you been up to? Because I have I... some stuff. I do have some news I want to talk about. But I'm not just saying what have you been up to, so I can get my turn. I <laughs> I really do want to know because. <laughs> We haven't talked in a you know week and a half or maybe even two weeks. Well, two things. Uh, I don't know if this uh, concerns anybody but myself. But I we, we, genealogic geneal gene, <clears throat> take two genealogically, we traced my grandfather and grandmother all the way back to the Mayflower. Really? Yeah, that's both cool. Of them, both lines. I mean, not them personally. They didn't. You know, right, right, right. But you know, my like ten greats ago on both sides, something like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, now, is and this, also, this is your great your your grandfather and grandmother uh, from on my father's side. But like they're married. They're to, they were married before they died. Yes. Right. But what I mean after, is, it's not like after they died. I guess they were still married. It's his grandparents. That it's were my father's parents. My father's parents. Okay. Both of their lines go back to the Mayflower. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and besides that, I have been uh, writing some articles. Uh, hopefully, they will be uh, at least one or two of them will be posted by the time this episode is out. Um, and it is concerning uh, where music comes into uh, that cross section of uh, Christianity and culture and uh, Christian music and. Uh, um, Sort of digging into songs, digging into whole albums if they have something to do with sci-fi and uh, fantasy, um, and also digging into some bands that uh, have sort of based their identity on uh, a sci-fi or fantasy or whatever. Um, yeah. But music is just something that's special to me and to a lot of people. But with Christian music, a lot of times I gravitate to interesting art forms and interesting types, and some of those lend themselves to uh, science fiction and fantasy. So, and interestingly enough, that's also going to be our next episode. Is there you're, you you're, you're doing an interview with uh, Caesar Kalinowski. Very, very close. Uh, yeah, Kalinowski. 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 Okay. Yeah, he was a uh, a huge producer of um, the early, actually late 80s to early 90s, uh, the seminal heavy metal bands that were coming out, Vengeance, uh, Deliverance, um, bands like that. And these bands might not, not be on the radar of anybody except me. But if they are, and if you like Christian music and you like uh, Christian music, especially with um, you know themes that go into... Uh, you know the stuff that we cover on the show, sci-fi um, and fantasy. Sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. This this might be something for you. It, even if they're not, you know, I, I encourage you to to read the articles and see what I pull out, and maybe you can pull something else out. Um, I'll be posting links to the uh, where you can hear them or you know see the video if they have videos or whatever, uh, and uh, links to the lyrics and things like that. So hopefully it's something that uh, it'll generate some um, 
some dialogue. It's the type of thing where even if it doesn't generate dialogue, it's it's so close to my heart and, and you know my Christian walk that um, it's it, it's fun for me just to just to dig in and, and to you know. Well, and you've been a fan of this guy for twenty yeah, years. I mean, music, you, yeah. you've been a fan of specifically the guy we're gonna, you're going to be interviewing next next episode. Um, right. He's been a fan of this for a while, and so that's really cool that you got to to do that. So yeah, he actually produced some actual albums, you know, on his own uh, under the name Under Midnight, and uh, they are concept albums, science fiction concept albums. And I was able to uh, talk to him about those and another project that he was involved with at, at the same time. Um, so it, it was just I, I had to keep myself from geeking out because <laughs> you know I just I wanted to go in depth and and you know talk about the you know the the sound in between uh, uh, one minute and eighteen seconds and one minute and twenty seconds and and you know where he got that and all the different you know all the little things that I've been you know analyzing for the last twenty years in his in his music um, but I tried to keep it relevant and I tried to keep it <laughs> basic yeah. and, and interesting and he was really great about the whole thing the whole process he was in the middle of you know doing a, a, a writing project himself when I initially contacted him and so we put this off until now. Um, so and, that's uh, that's next episode. Then next episode, yeah. yeah. That's I'm excited for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me <so>. too. <laughs> um, okay, so I was going to ask you: Are you reading anything right now? Or you um, said you you aren't you're, you're writing, which is good because um, the website yeah. needs needs articles. We're right, <laughs> and we're working on that. And yeah, um, outside of the Bible, I'm reading uh, kids books to my kids before bedtime. But other than that, not much. No. Okay. Right now, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading through Annihilation, the Marvel uh, Marvel event of I think five or six years ago. I think it was maybe 2005 around in there. Okay, that's the big space event that they were doing around the same time as Civil War. Okay, and everyone thought that Civil War was going to be solved because of the terrible thing that was happening in space. It was going to like come to Earth, and that the superheroes would unite. Against that common foe, and it didn't happen. Didn't happen that way, nope. But yeah, I'm I'm reading through that on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, have you heard of Marvel Unlimited? Uh, I, I think you probably have heard of it, even if you don't know the name of it. That's you, the Marvel subscription, digital subscription service. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I um, it was something different. <laughs> yeah, what's it's the, what's the Marvel thing that's set in an uh, alternate universe? It's Marvel. oh, that's ultimate ultimate. Ultimate, yeah, okay, yeah. So it had a U, yeah. So I was like, I, I get, it threw me a little bit, but yeah. So okay, yeah. it's it's pretty cool, and they have like the entire uh, run of all those unlimited uh, or those annihilation issues. So it's like all the mini series, and then the main series of annihilation, and um, then they even have the next annihilation. But then it all builds up into um, the first. Well, I shouldn't say the first, but like the. An, the 2008 Guardians of the Galaxy run, okay, which then you know they turns into the 2012 Guardians of the Galaxy run, where which they're doing right now. Um, okay. But I'm enjoying all the space Marvel stuff, kind of getting excited about Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. Yeah, it's gonna so. be good. Even if it doesn't, even if it's not good, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you, what are we looking at? S- superheroes in space. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you can do it wrong. But it's still going to be fun, probably. Exactly. Um, so I'm reading that right now. 
And I'm also reading the Peabody and Sherman comic book series that's Is leading up to the movie. Series? Yeah, it's leading up to leading up to the movie. Four issues. I'll be actually posting a review on strangersandaliens.com probably next week sometime. Who's publishing? Uh, I believe it's IDW. Okay. Um, they do a lot of licensed stuff. So, yeah. So I do have some big news too, though. Like I said, I wanted Congratulations. to Congratulations. What is this, number six? No. It would be number six, but that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, something yeah, different. Yeah, it is something different. Um, I just got edits today back on my Hedge Knight 3 script. Awesome. Yes, I'm very excited about that. It's almost done to the point where Mike actually, <laughs> little behind the scenes tip right here Mike Miller, the artist. Mm-hmm. Already started drawing it, based <laughs> on the, based on the unapproved script. Um, basically, he really wanted to get a, a head start, and so he figured he'd he'd be okay with maybe having to redo a couple panels here and there. <laughs> so he's already That's done the cool. yeah he's already done the blue line pencils on I think I think he's up to page like seven I think. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's the mystery night, Hedge Night Three. Um, and I also got in the mail my copies from Jet City, which is basically Amazon's um, comic book p- publishing um, imprint. Uh-huh. And I got my copies of Hedge Knight and Sworn Sword. They're reprinting those. And so nice. those are up on my website, benavery.com. It's a new website that it just got a nice little facelift on there. I'm liking the way it's looking. I'm having some problems with it. Um, I, I think I talked about it a little bit in our last episode with uh, Nathan James Norman, even um, I'm having a little couple little minor problems with it. Um, figuring out how to do some of the, the graphics the way I would like them to be. But I'm for the most part happy with, with the end result of the website. So awesome. it's up. I have a catalog. You can order the Christ volume one, which is issues one through four. Jesus being born through selecting the disciples Hey, 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 don't, don't ruin it for us. Some people haven't read it yet. Spoiler, there's 12 of them. <laughs> Man. There's 12 disciples. 2,000-year-old spoiler. <laughs> and Guardian dies in episode 12. We're, we're, you really ruined Alpha it. flight joke. Alpha flight joke. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I've got that stuff. I'm very excited about the Hedge Knight stuff that's going on. Um, so, yeah. It's exciting, exciting times. George Martin doesn't even uh, like. He's happy with things the way they are, and um, Mike is working on. It. It's just, it's just an exciting time right now for me. Wow, so, that's and, better oh. than being being related to Mayflower people. <laughs> and Job is coming out. Awesome, Job, Man of Sorrows. That's coming out soon. I can't wait. I've been wanting to do the story of Job since I became a professional comic book writer. Nice. Uh, there were two things I wanted to do with Bible stories. I managed to do a lot more than these two things, but two things I really wanted to do, never thought I'd get a chance to do, and I get, I'm getting to do both of them. One is just the entirety of the Gospels. All four Gospels harmonized in chronological order as a single story. Um, that's what's happening nice. with the Christ. And Job, which I was thinking it'd be a vanity project. It'd just be me <laughs> sitting down. And actually drawing it myself or something, right. you know. Sweet we got figures. Jeff Slemons That's awesome. to draw this book. and the, That man is incredible. Yeah, if you're listening and you're part of the Christian comics community, you might know who Jeff Slemons is. Yeah. Um, if you're listening and you're not a part of that community, 
you will know who Jeff Slemons is because um, if you're interested in comics at all anyway, he's really, really good. He's um, amazing, yeah. The artwork is just like – I'm getting it in black and white. It's in color. It's going to be printed in color. But I'm getting the – at least I think it is. I'm fairly positive it is. But I'm getting them in black and white. And these pages are reminding me of old school Conan black and white magazine comics. Nice. I mean – and it's just – I couldn't have imagined – that Jeff Slemons would be able to draw this book. Um, he would have been my first pick. They, the publisher didn't ask me who I thought would be good for it because the publisher, you know, they're, that's what they do. That's their job to publish the book. And so I wrote the script for them and then they found an artist and they said, what do you think about this guy? And he sent me some samples (laughs) of the work and I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't need (laughs) to look at the samples because you said Jeff Slemons and I said, you had me at Jeff Slemons. <laughs> so we got to get him on the show. We will. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Um, because a special episode. Well, and he's geeky, too. I mean, he's he's older than I am. I, I think he might be around your age, Steve. So um, elderly, right? Maybe slightly older than you. But no, he's come on. You know, there are some people still alive who are older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are dead. <laughs> but anyway, yes. <clears throat> So, yeah, so that's coming. I'm very excited about that. So, uh, but enough awesome. about me, Steve. <laughs> what do you think about me? <laughs> oh, that's oh, the oh, joke. Oh. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I think you're awesome. We loved that joke when I was in <laughs> high school. We said that so many times. It stopped being funny and then went right back around to being funny again. That's how often we said that joke. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we... Uh, you know, Dr. Jace is not here to catch up with us, but he was affected by the weather this week. Yeah. Um, the weather basically shut him down to the point where he has to catch up with all of the meetings and stuff that he's missed during the week that, you know, he grew up in Michigan. This is a Michigan boy. Yeah. This guy, he's, a little snow is not going to stop him, but yeah, apparently he's, he's a little snow stopped sev- everyone else in his town. Yeah. yeah. And so he everyone has to catch else. up with, yeah. All those yeah, meetings. So, and stuff. so he's not wimping out. He's he's manning up, but the, every, everyone else is wimping out. So <laughs> right. it's really hard to be the only man, you know, when you have, he's to like, have at least two for yeah. a meeting. Yeah. So he has to, he, he had to bow out for our, our recording because he has to do all the catching up this week. For me, the weather has been awesome. Um, you know, we haven't gone too many places because the, the, you know, it is cold and the roads are bad here in Indiana. Um, but yeah. I cleaned our church last week, got it ready for Sunday morning, and then we canceled church Sunday morning. So this <laughs> week, this week, the building is done and ready. No one's been in the building except for like three people, maybe. So I went in yesterday. Or no, I went in today. I had to replace a chair that had been moved slightly away from a table. So this <laughs> oh, is, no. I mean, this is bad news bears, man. It's like all so. day or something. <laughs> so I was able to do some extra stuff that I don't normally get a chance to get into, but a Dr. Jace posted a picture <laughs> of of the snow that's that's uh, that he's dealing with and it's like <laughs> you can still see grass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's shutting down the 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 southeast. It's, uh, it's Yeah, crazy. well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, so the weather was actually nice for me. It just meant I had to stay home and work at home, which guess what I already do? Stay uh-huh. home and work at home. My I was kids guess that. my kids went to school cuz school is in our that's, living room. <laughs> that's what they do. Well, they were so mad. Why are we doing school? Everyone else is canceled. We're doing school because we don't want to have to make up days at the end of the year. That's right. So. All right. <clears throat> Is the weather killing you guys at all? It's just like stone cold here. And, you know, it actually isn't that bad until it gets windy and then the wind chill mm. hits like lower than zero. But if it's just, you know, in the teens or even in the single digits, you just – you dress in layers, you know? You, you get used to it. Yeah. You, you deal with it. Although I was on my bus the other day and I have these two overhead – latches that you know they emergency exits mm-hmm. um and four windows four safety windows on the bus that we have to check and i took my gloves off and i did those those things it was like less than a minute and my fingers were so cold i put the gloves back on and there was you know heat coming on and stuff like that and my fingers did not warm up for like 15 minutes and they were just out in the cold for <laughs> that short a time so you know, but you 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 buckle down, you you yep. layer up, and you're fine. You do what you got to do. That's right. You soldier on. That's right. You do what you got to do, man. You got to man up. That's right. Cowboy up, man. Cowboy. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I Red Sox. There you go. I think we need to go ahead and and do our our feedback here, and then yeah, shut this episode down. Although it was fun, you know, catching up. Because that's yeah. the name of the episode, so I'm going to use it a couple more times to make sure people know there's a reason for naming it that. Catching up. Hey, guess what we haven't used in a long time? Catching up. <laughs> well, that too. But we um, have not used our uh, hailing frequencies sound bumper aw. in a long, long time. So we're going to use that right now because we are about to start getting into listener feedback. <laughs> All right, Steve. Yeah. Steve, here's the deal. Okay. I do have some feedback that's directed specifically at you. Oh. Okay. At me or just at, towards me? Uh, uh, hmm. I'm going to say toward you. No, at you. Don't ruin it. Just just play it. <laughs> well, I have to read it. Okay. Oh, okay. This comes from um, John Haru. And John Haru is a relatively new, new uh, listener, although he has shown up on Facebook a while ago. Um, and so, but he, he, uh, started from the beginning. And so let me see if I can find his first email. His first email came December 10th. Yeah, here it is. <clears throat> Subject, the faulty Star Wars argument. <laughs> so are you ready? So that can't be directed towards me because my argument. Are you ready? Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> I will give you opportunity to refute a little bit of what he's saying here. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to give you uh, – because we've already had lots and lots of, right. of discussion about this. So right. I, don't take too long okay. with any refuting that you do. But here we okay. go. Okay. Here it Ready? is. He's wrong. Uh, let's let's go ahead and <laughs> let's read it. I'll give I'm very excited. Uh, you know, he said this December 10th and I have just been waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm very excited that I get to finally read this. <laughs> um and I'll tell you – I'm not going to say anything. Okay, well, I, I'll tell you I, I agree with what he's saying. So, um, so you're wrong too. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 
<clears throat> okay, he says. I am a fairly new listener to the podcast, and like most sci-fi junkies, I have to start at the beginning before I get to the current volume of whatever I'm consuming. That being said, I just got done listening to episode 48, and I have to say something. So episode 48, Steve, if you do not remember, is... Because I don't remember either, so I'm looking it up. <laughs> I remember it vividly. It was the one that had something about Star Wars in it. I'm pretty sure it does. Episode 48. Oh, man. I think that was the episode called Steve is Right, period. Episode 48, Petuity. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Or The Great Bird versus The Great Beard. <laughs> so, episode 48. He says, that being said, I just got done listening to episode 48, and I have to say something. I keep hearing Steve say how the Jedi and Star Wars seek a balance in the Force, but how their very existence in a, power of, in a position of power is hypocritical of this balance, or some nonsense to that effect. <laughs> he's using your terminology even man <laughs> yeah I, I, I use the word nonsense you well. do you use the word nonsense a lot <laughs> you do he says okay no. I've never heard you say this but here's what he goes on to say I call hogwash on this in science all forces are constantly pushing to what is called equilibrium this is scientific fact this is why we have wind as high barometric pressure pushes air to areas of low barometric pressure to compensate for the imbalance. That being said, the force in Star Wars, by scientific law, would be balanced already within its natural state. The Jedi merely seek to prevent external causes to upset the natural balance, like how stomping on a balloon would upset the balance of pressure between the inside of the latex and the atmospheric pressure on the outside. They must adhere to the light side, however, to maintain a single clear vision and understanding as to what said external forces would be, as deception is a part of the dark side. Therefore, the Jedi are only light side because they need to be in order to execute their function. You will notice that they do not go around wiping out all who do minor immoral acts, petty theft, etc., but only reigning in those who threaten a severe and intentional disruption of balance. Think of the Jedi less like moral good guys, but more like white blood cells within a larger body maintaining homeostasis. I'm right. Steve is wrong. Game, set, match. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. And I can prove it very, very quickly and very simply. Okay. That's, I, I will be amazed if you can. Uh, not that I'm amazed that you can think this through, but amazed that it'll be quick and simple. But go ahead. It will be quick and simple. Okay. Okay. Um, the entire uh, argument with Anakin revolves prophecy. Okay, mm -hmm. prophecy puts this entire thing into the spiritual, not the scientific, the spiritual, supernatural. So, all the supernatural, the, the scientific jargon, is good and well and well intentioned, and I, I can actually understand it. But this is a supernatural thing; it's not a wholly natural and thing. I would counter that slightly by saying you are correct if the force was a spiritual phenomenon. There is one problem and that is you have been trumped by the – basically the explanation of the force and what allows people to be able to use the force. It's a scientific thing. Midichlorians, sorry. Mm -mm. It's – 
it's Sorry. understood it's understood by humans and other sentient beings as a scientific thing called midichlorians but the whole reason why there's prophecy involved puts it into a supernatural realm unless you're talking about prophecy in the sense of being able to sense and interpret quantum probability if the prophecy comes from a spiritual source yes if the prophecy comes from a, for lack of a better word, scientific source, right? A, but the, the a word natural. Prophecy, I understand. The word, the word prophecy refers to the spiritual source. Yeah, so. and so did all of Yoda's explanations of the force in the Empire Strikes Back. It right. was a very so spiritual thing, but it's spiritual not it's anymore. Not, it's supernatural, not natural, not scientific natural. All right. So that that's my reputation. It's not a bad one Take either. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. I, I don't think that John is going to be convinced. But on the other hand, well, you weren't convinced either. So, Okay. So John then sent uh, feedback after episode 57. And episode 57 was – I'm going to look it up and this is totally unprofessional. Show prep should have happened <laughs> but did not. No, there's episode 58. Editing. I don't want Editing. Oh, Westerns, the original American fantasy genre. Cool. <clears throat> In my previous note, I had mentioned that I'm cramming on your back catalog of episodes to become current with your podcast. I just got done listening to episode 57, the Western episode, and I was incredibly surprised that Dr. Chase did not mention a particular movie. He said Tommy Lee Jones was one of his favorite actors, as he should be. <laughs> But the movie has a lot of fantasy undertones without forgetting the fact that it is a Western and is a, it is a fairly recent movie, so it shouldn't be too far out of memory. I, I, of course, am talking about The Missing. Based upon everything that is in that movie, it makes me cry a little that you would mention Wild Wild Worst, not a typo, and not even think about this movie, which at least tried <laughs> to take itself seriously, unlike the aforementioned Abomination Against Mankind. So, John, I, I hope... I hope you're talking about the movie and not the TV series because the TV series is legitimately one of my favorite sci-fi TV series. I yeah. really love that show. But um, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against you the way someone like Steve would hold something against you. I'm a better friend. <laughs> I'm the one you're supposed to like. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I have a low self-esteem. Um, but anyway <laughs> – uh, yeah, the missing. I need to talk to Doctor Jace about this because Tom Lee Jones Western. I haven't watched it. I do remember hearing about it. I really need to check that one out. And so, Doctor Jace, I'm gonna be sending him an email to see if he's seen it too because it sounds. Yeah, I'll be checking that out. All right, we got one more message uh, from John, and this one is about episode seventy-one, which is the episode where will Trek boldly go? Oh, where we were talking about, you know, future casting about where we wanted to see Star Trek go. Right. Right. <clears throat> As mentioned, I'm working my way through your back catalog to become current with your podcast. I just now finished episode 71 and I think there were some missed opportunities here. First, in your casting of a new Next Generation movie, for Commander Riker, my initial and to me most obvious choice would be Gerard Butler. And this is why I really wanted to read this, even though, I mean, 
all three of these emails have things. Yes, they're from old episodes, but there's some new ideas in there that yeah. go beyond just the the fact that it's you know an episode. And that's As, good because I mean the, the the old episodes still have good stuff in them. That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. They're not dated outside of well, that, some of them know, might be. But. If we're doing something right before a movie or something like that, but a lot of the stuff is is just good, yeah. good stuff. So he says, his first choice, Gerard Butler. As the episode continued, however, a thought crushed my mind: Will Wheaton <laughs> as Riker? Boom! That was just said. It needs to happen. Second thought I had for a standalone Next Generation movie, a Borg origin story. The problem with having any bionic organic life form is that someone would have had to have engineered the original. I would be interested in seeing how this came about, wouldn't you? Feel free to tell me how great my ideas are. <laughs> so, <laughs> John? I think that the Borg, the Borg origin thing would be interesting. Um, I have a tendency to sort of bristle a little bit at origin stories because – they're done poorly so often that you know sometimes the mystery behind something is more is, is it's better to have that mystery than it than it is to have the answer to to the mystery. Yeah. Well, let me throw Especially this like sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Let me Go throw ahead. this out though. Um, I have seen a couple different Borg origin stories. Uh, one was a computer game, and actually I think tied it into V'ger, um, which I really like that okay. idea. Um, but most recently. I have bought uh, Star Trek novels, you know, all through high school. That was that was a big thing for me. It was reading the Star Trek novels, right? And so right. recently, I, I went ahead and bought these novels that are called Star Trek Titan, and they're all based around Commander Riker, well, Captain Riker on the USS Titan and his crew, and they're going out on a mission that's similar in, in a lot of ways to the original mission of the Enterprise, which is to go out beyond um, safe communication range. And so they're out on their own and they're, you know, in one, one of the books is really interesting. You know, they're, they're dealing with the creatures from Encounter at Farpoint and it's all about these creatures in space that are, you know, as large as a starship and there's other, right. other creatures out there, other, other um, forms of life. And it's really interesting. There's some political stuff, some um, definitely it comes from more of a liberal uh, political standpoint than what I am. Um, but anyway, in that, that's the current, the current Star Trek novels are all building a new, uh, timeline after the, the movies and after deep space nine and after Voyager. And so you're watching and seeing what happens to Ben Sisko, what happens to Janeway, um, you know, what happens to Picard in, so in Titan, I'm thinking I'm getting a nice, you know, I can follow this crew and it's been fun kind of following the episodes from, from book to book. They did a crossover called Destiny, Star Trek Destiny. And this crossover that they did, it um, it's basically a Borg war. And they're going to like – it's like the final war with the Borg. And it's really interesting because they – it involves time travel which I love. So it actually involves characters from enterprise era and it involves, you know, all of the current characters that they're, they're jockeying around, you know, Riker on the Titan and Tuvok is on Titan with him and Troy in the time travel elements that are going on. The Borg are born and they show the origin of the Borg. And it's like you said, Steve, part of it is just, 
it's never going to live up to my expectation. We didn't see the origin on screen when they first appeared. And so we instantly started wondering where did they come from? And I'm not going to reveal where they come from, um, from that series. It's terrible. It's tragic. It's awful. It's, it's, it's just, um, it's depressing in some ways, the origin (laughs) of, of the Borg, although it's everything you'd expect in that way. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, although I don't know exactly what I did want. And so it wasn't satisfying and it was at the same time. I'm reading it and it's kind of like, you know, episode three. Well, no, because episode three, I was disappointed and disappointed at the same time. But this is (laughs) – so I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, this is where this timeline is saying the Borg come from and um, this is awful. This is terrible. And so – but yeah, Star Trek Destiny. It's a three-book series by David Mack. Um, It's – yeah. And so I, I've I've gotten through. I haven't finished them. They, they're still writing more Titan books, um, which is good. I'm enjoying that. But I've been reading my, you know, looking for Christian books that are good for my quest. So I haven't had a chance to really delve back into the the Star Trek Titan books. All right. So All right. anyway, Borg origin story I think can be done well. Um, Especially if it was taking place in the present day and was actually discovering where the board came from instead right. of um, just a movie set in the time period where it happened. Like instead of seeing it happen, having the characters discover it and have these revelations I think would work. But So anyway, yeah, John, I will tell you some of your ideas are great. Um, and yeah. Steve might agree with you on, on the some part. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> Maybe if, not your first it's... email. No, not that one. Yeah. But if if it's done well, I mean, I've seen good origin stories too. Yeah. I just want that to be a good one. Mm-hmm. You know. So, definitely needs to be. So, uh, okay. Um Yeah, I debated whether or not I was going to read this message. This is from uh Stuart Stockton. And he he's doing the same kind of thing. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I just discovered your podcast and have been f- having fun listening to your back catalog of episodes, still working my way through them. So, um, But he's actually writing in, in reference to the searching for Christian science fiction. He says, I'm wondering if you've heard, read any of the science fiction novels from Marcher Lord, Pre- Lord, yeah, Marcher Lord Press. They are a small Christian press that launched in 2008 that focuses on telling great science fiction and fantasy stories from a Christian worldview. Thanks for the great podcast. So I just wanted to throw this out there for our listeners. Um Marcher Lord Press is something I've heard of. I've not read any of their books, but I have heard of especially the – they were the ones who published originally Amish Vampires in Space. <laughs> and um, they have been since bought uh, or sold um, to a new owner. And the new owner, um, that, that he let that book go, the Amish Vampires in Space. And so it's actually being printed by, a, I believe, the author, Carrie Neitz is self-publishing it doing cool. it on his own. Um, and so I, I, I am very interested in reading Amish vampires in space. I hear because it, the title started from a joke, but the book <laughs> itself is not a joke. Um, the book itself is, is written as a, a straight drama. Um, and so I'm curious about the book. Um, I do wonder about the title. Like if you're going to use a title that sounds like a joke, yeah. um, I don't know about writing, a book that is not a joke, but it sounds like it is. But, you know, that's <laughs> – I haven't read the book. So here I am. You know, I'm not even 
I have no idea how well it fits, but um, I'm very curious about it because I've heard good things. So, yeah, Amish vampires in space. That's the that's the title. So, um, All right. yeah, Nathan James Norman. He gave it a, a ringing endorsement. Good. In our last episodes. That's good. That's interesting. I didn't hear. I haven't heard about that uh, that imprint. Yeah, there's a couple out there. I just discovered um, some people talking about a couple more, and then I was on the fans. Uh, yeah, fans for Christ website. No, fans mm-hmm. for Christ Facebook page, and was talking with some people there, and they someone mentioned that they have a list of material that they recommend, and so I, I've. Uh, not looked at it yet, but I'm very excited to because um, I knew people were, you know, finding this stuff. I know we're not the only ones who believe, right? You know, yeah. that there's good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but it was nice, you know, as the word is getting out, people are coming out of the woodwork. A lot of people are saying, "Read my book," um, and I'm not against that. Uh, I, whenever I say yes, I'm saying yes, hoping it's good <laughs> that I don't have to say. Oh, well, you know, um, it had a nice cover, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find that one nice thing to say. Uh, I like the character names, yeah, you know, the font was incredible, <laughs> <laughs> very readable font. How's that for a cover quote? <laughs> this font is readable. Um, <laughs> Highly readable. <laughs> so I, I haven't, I've only had a couple people give me, um, you know, links to their books or, or, uh, actually one person sent me a book that I've, uh, not had a chance to finish reading. Uh, fortunately though, nothing that I've actually started reading, including the book that I haven't finished has come up as, as wanting, you know, it's, it's all been pretty good. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was from, from Stuart Stockton. Cool. Yeah. And that brings us to our voicemail. That brings us to our voicemail. So I need to get these in the right order. So this is first. Yeah. This is our first voicemail, and this is from Hank Harwell. And this is where Hank actually gets to start stepping in and co-hosting with Steve and I. <laughs> so here is message number one from Hank Harwell. Hey, guys. I loved the uh, superheroes on television episode. It was uh, very well done. It's good to hear uh, Daniel and... Uh, Steve throw down over heroes. Um, uh, we could have sold tickets for that, I think, and probably made some money here. That would have been awesome. Um, just have a couple comments. Uh, first of all, I can't believe that none of you guys brought up the uh, t- two classics of, uh, of uh, superhero television. I'm referring, of course, to um, Hong Kong Fui and uh, Captain Caveman, uh, and especially though with the latter being voiced by none other than Mel Blanc himself. Um, what were you guys thinking? You missed that. Um, actually, it would have been nice to have heard somebody uh, talk a little bit about Wonder Woman too, because as a kid, I re- I have fond memories of of, uh, of of the Wonder Woman television series as well as uh, the Incredible Hulk. Those were the two um, uh, superhero TV shows that I remember vividly growing up, and it would have been nice to have uh, heard a little bit more about. Uh, about the Amazonian. Uh, looking back and watching some of the episodes now, they were pretty pretty cheesy, but back then that was what we had, and we were glad for it. Um, so anyway, that's uh, my thought there. And I, I, got the, I think I got the correct answer to whether or not uh, Superman was jumping or flying in the Fleischer uh, 
cartoons. Um, I can say for a fact that he was neither uh, jumping nor flying. He was actually falling with style. Can't believe you missed that one either. Um, anyway, uh, great episode. Um, oh, one more. I'm really sorry that uh, nobody really doesn't sound like anybody there on the panel uh, watched Alphas. Um, I watched both seasons of it and would like to have seen it develop. I, I think it I think it had a lot of promise. Um, you know, it missed some on some cylinders, but man, I could watch David Strathairn all day long, uh, and I think he was ideal in that role of uh, the the, uh, the the doctor heading up the uh, superhero team. Um, sorry that nobody else apparently has seen it uh, on the panel, and um, uh, we missed an opportunity to uh, to have some uh, good discussion there. Anyway, um, good, great, fantastic episode. Keep it up. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Go ahead. Cool. Yeah, I can definitely get behind him with uh, Wonder Woman and, and Hulk. Uh, they were. Childhood um, favorites. I mean, we we watched every episode, and uh, it was r- interesting how Wonder Woman shifted from the World War II episodes to the modern. Uh, uh, you know, the same characters, same actors, um, but you know now you're <laughs> fifty years in the future or whatever. Uh, I guess thirty at the time, <laughs> um, thirty-five. But uh, yeah, Hong Kong Fui. Oh, uh, let it's me gonna... wait, wait, wait. Be- before you do that, okay. Okay. Hong Kong okay. Fui, Captain Caveman, they were animated, and we yes. kept our episode to live action. So, okay. Um, that's why we didn't mention them. Although I can pretty much guarantee, if we had accepted, if we had talked cartoons as well, I wouldn't have mentioned Hong Kong Fui and Captain Caveman. I am just gonna say. So your your comment would be more valid than it already is um, if we had actually included cartoons because I wouldn't have said it anyway. But, but yeah. So go, go on, Steve. Well, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Captain Caveman, but a couple of years ago we got a couple of uh, Hong Kong Fui um, books and it had, you know, it was sort of like a golden book type of a uh, feel to it. But it was Hong Kong Fui and um, it was just a trip uh, doing the voices. <laughs> yes. Know, that I, I, I heard when I was in the 70s. And now I could do Hong Kong Fui, you know, mimicking uh, Scatman Carruthers. Um, and, you know, the uh, what's her name? The, uh, the secretary. And just, you know, just doing the fun voices um, with uh, with my kids. They did, yeah. they had a, they got a kick out of it, too. So and then uh, as and I, I was I was able to play some of the episodes for him. So it was fun. As to alphas. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Um, Hank, maybe if you send me your copies of the DVDs, I can – just kidding. Uh, but it is on uh, – it is on Netflix. I, I do see it cool. there. And so that might be something that I'll want to binge watch when I'm working on some sort of project or something. But um, yeah, so – I'm binge watching – I'm binge watching Fringe right now. Are you? Are you yeah. enjoying it? So, so don't ruin it. Um in some ways, and in some ways, you know, I have some some uh, nits to pick. So, yeah. um, but I'm I'm continuing on. What I did is I found a website that um, uh, basically tells you what episodes you sort of need to watch before you go into season five, the last season. Oh, you're missing and, out uh, then. 
Well, I am missing out. But the thing is, I I don't have a hundred hours to spend doing this. So in a year, uh, maybe in a year. But I mean, I I can't I can't just watch two okay. episodes a, a week. You know, sometimes I sit down like I'll fold clothes or something, and, and you know, go through an episode or two or whatever. But uh, you know, I'd rather get them in, in in a large quantity and get it out of the way because I, I never know. You know, next month something else. You know, the bomb yeah. could drop, and all of a sudden I I I, I, I got to watch my fringe. <laughs> so all right, so we got another message from Hank Harwell, and I'm going to play that one right now. It's time to roll tape. Hello there, my favorite strange and alien host. This is uh, Hank Harwell uh, from the Ecclesia blog, and I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on the first two uh, crossover uh, podcasts uh, that, that you've released here. And i got to tell you, you, you hit them out of the park with these two. Uh, I do have a couple of minor quibbles. You were uh, discussing the anticipated movies, uh, 2014. You mentioned Transcendence. You kind of said... You know, this looks like something uh, we've seen before, and I just wanted to tell you that, yes, you have. It's called Max Headroom, and that's what makes it uh, interesting to me to, to, to possibly see. I, I'm not for sure I'm going to go, but it, that is on my list of possibles for that reason. And then you get into the uh, next crossover episode where you're talking about uh, dystopian fiction. Then you're killing me. You didn't mention uh, uh, Max Headroom here, the original cyberpunk television series. Cyberpunk itself is a uh, dystopic uh, genre that uh, that would have been perfect to discuss, but no, you missed it. Uh, I guess if I'm going to talk about Max Headroom, it's just going to be it's just going to have to be me. It looks like. Um, just kidding, guys. Really, it was a great uh, a great series. I would add for you to for your discussions though. Uh, a role-playing game, uh, Car Wars, was phenomenal because the uh, world-building that Steve Jackson Games in, uh, uh, did to build the, the, the game setting was phenomenal and was heavily dystopic in many, many ways. Uh, and uh, while it was not necessarily a story, the background setting was 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 uh, uh, just phenomenal and uh worth the read if you can get a hold of some uh, some of the materials. Anyway, I'll let you go. Again, another two great series. I'm looking forward to seeing what the third crossover uh, looks like uh, on Strangers and Aliens, and I will be checking out some of the others uh, later as well. Talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. Um, I'm sitting here, and I've got something. I got a package from Hank Harwell. And cool. He sent me, uh, not for keeps, you know, just... But um, I wish, but you know, I can. I'll send them back when I'm done. Uh, he sent me the Max Headroom DVD set. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. After he listened to the episode where I was talking about, you know, well, if, if, it's kind of hard to get right now. After he recorded that message and sent it, that's when he contacted me and said, "Well, what if I loaned you my copy of of Max Headroom?" Because, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." I would totally be in for that. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have it in hand. We will be using it for entertainment purposes here in the Avery household. And actually, my wife walked in my office and saw it. And she said, Where did you get that? And <laughs> I didn't, I was like, Oh, I didn't buy it. 
I didn't pay for it. Uh, a friend sent it to me. And she said, no, no. Her brother was really into that show. And so she was really just surprised to see um, to see it, you know, the DVDs sitting in my office. And just, But, um, yeah, so Max Hedrum, yeah, I guess he does fit into the conversation there, but I hadn't seen it yet. But Car Wars, Steve, you familiar with Car Wars? Um... I'm getting it mixed up with Hardware Wars, I think. Car Wars. <laughs> okay, Car Wars was a role-playing game or a uh, battle oh, okay. strategy game. And yeah. it was basically Mad Max type of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. would have been another – did we bring up Mad Max and Thunderdome? I don't think I we think did. We, I think we mentioned it, yeah. Okay. Um, but it was basically in that, that kind of setting. And you know, you were just driving around. You could equip your cars with different machine guns and stuff like that. And you're just driving around. You have these – um, road maps that you just flip. So like after you go off the map on the edge, you just take this, a second one, put it there. You continue going down the road and you take the third one, put it there and continue. And then you take the first one and put it there and continue down the road. And so it's like this kind of rolling map. So you can do like these fast paced, um, you know, driving game, uh, battles and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I have that still. I I got it when I was in junior high, played it a little bit. My problem with gaming in junior high was I was interested in it, but I had no one else to game with. Um, (laughs) In high school, I met my friends Bill and Corbett, um, which I guess that was kind of early on, because they had Starfleet Battles, and I had Starfleet Battles. I had never played Starfleet Battles, even though I'd owned it for two years, um, (laughs) because I had the rule book. But no one to play it with. And then they actually had it too. And so we were able to like, you know, and, you know, the, the bond of friendship was, you know, born over the gaming table. So our buddies at uh, Inroads and Game Store Profits would be proud, I guess, that I brought that up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Car Wars. Oh, man, it makes me want to play it now. <laughs> I bet my son would like it. That's cool. It's not the kind of game my wife would really enjoy. Was it? Did it have like little props that you could play with? Like you know, I, figurines I, I'm sure that there were miniatures that were made, but I just had the cardboard markers. The, the, the just the, you cut out just this little like okay. one inch long um, car, and it was cool. Yeah. So Hank, thanks for the walk down memory lane, and thanks for the feedback. Um, yeah. That actually is all we're going to do right now. There, I, I got like I said, I've gotten messages about books. I've gotten messages about. Um, Want, you know, wanting to give uh, recommendations for books and, and that kind of thing. And um, I do still want to continue getting those. I can't read everything. Um, I would love to. So I, I, I'm i just wanting wanting the good stuff. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear about. Um, and so especially if you're someone who has read something that you enjoyed. Um, I understand authors wanting to get the word out about their books. I am one wanting to get the word out about my books. Um, <laughs> but when someone comes to me with a recommendation of something they've read and that they're not connected to, that's the most ringing endorsement for me to say, okay, I'm going to read this. And then I might seek out the author and try and get them on the show. Um, right. The book I'm reading right now, I want to get the guy on the show uh, already. I already know that I want to get him on the, on the show, even though at the time when I realized this guy's coming on, um, I hadn't, I wasn't even halfway through with the book, but now I'm about, I think I have 20% of the book left to read, but 
Anyway, yeah, so I think Steve, well, Steve, you have anything else to say? You have any 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 last words, any final words of wisdom to pass on to final our listeners? Words of wisdom. I would say, you know what? Keep listening and keep thinking about the episodes. Don't take what we have to say at face value. Keep digging into it. You know, dare to be wrong. And uh and you know just work or, out work out our kinks. Or dare to be, you know, right and or yeah. very wrong. You know. So, you know, either way, just we're you know, we look forward to we love the feedback episodes. These are some of the fun episodes. Um some of the best episodes. And uh it, it takes very little prep <laughs> just to answer. It's true, people. no lists. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really good they're really good so alright well next episode is Steve's interview with um Caesar Caesar Kalinowski yeah and uh after that I'm not sure what's happening but um we've got a couple other things Steve did a, uh I think you're doing something with someone about gaming coming up soon a video video gaming video yeah. video gaming yeah and like I said, we got some interviews that we're lining up and planning. Uh, RoboCop. I'm wanting to do an episode about RoboCop as a franchise. Nice. Um, yeah. I've actually gone back and rewatched all three of the original movies um, just because I want to get ready. <laughs> Can I tell yeah. you something, Steve? Spoiler alert. Spoiler, not for the plot, but for me, <laughs> that third movie, that was so difficult to watch. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. Just have something else. Just have something else to do. I was doing something else. The badness (laughs) of that movie crept over into the other thing I was doing and made it bad too. Um. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Steve. It's so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Um. It's it's not my fault. No, no, it's not. It's Frank (laughs) Miller's fault. But. Did you know, he actually do the third one? Frank Miller did the original story and the first mm-hmm. draft, at least the first draft, maybe a couple other drafts after that, um, but not the final draft of the screenplay for both RoboCop 2 and 3. And mm-hmm. RoboCop 3, his fingerprints are all over it. Um, you've got Ninja. You've got prostitutes. You've got Nazis. Or Nazi-like people. Um, I mean, it's just Frank Miller through and through. And not the good Frank Miller <laughs> from early on. You know. But the, the the Frank Miller who, I don't know. But there, there's some interesting religious themes in there mm-hmm. that would yeah. be so cool and so great if the movie was good. <laughs> But the now, have you, have you read good. RoboCop versus Terminator? I have not. Have you read RoboCop versus Terminator? No, no. It's written by Frank Miller, so it's in the same universe. Well, and then you have um, – they just recently did a series of RoboCop 2 based on his original RoboCop 2 screenplay and RoboCop 3 based okay. on his original RoboCop 3 screenplay. So the comics are wow. not – you know, the, 3 is not a sequel to 2 in comics. Three, technically speaking, is a sequel to two, the movie, because it's based on his screenplay that he wrote as a sequel to 
RoboCop 2, which people took and changed and, and moved things around and took out elements. And um, I Let's haven't read those either. But the episode. What? <laughs> because this is interesting. Yeah, well, Let's I need to read it. That's the thing. Is I, I need to read it. And I'm curious to read it. But yeah, I want to do a, a RoboCop franchise um, thing. I'm not sure if Dr. Jace is into that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, RoboCop the franchise. It's interesting. And I'm excited yeah. about the new one because, well, we already talked about that. The trailer looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as far as any other upcoming episodes, we'll, we'll we'll just keep them coming if you keep listening. Really appreciate it. Yep. So even if you don't, we'll probably keep them coming. <laughs> yeah, because we're enjoying the conversation. So. Oh yeah. Yep. All right, Steve. Thanks for joining me. Thank in you. In spite of weather and and everything else, my yeah. internet going out and tonight. The cold. The cold. The cold. So. A bitter, bitter cold. All right. Well, Poor with... Dr. J has to put up with the 40 degrees. And... <laughs> 40 degrees and a couple Inch inches. And a yeah. Snow. yeah. So. Poor guy. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and thank you for um, sending us feedback. We really appreciate it. The more feedback we get, um, the more it just weighs heavily on me to do a feedback episode or to get it in on a regular episode. So um, I do appreciate the feedback and um, – don't feel like because we waited this long to do it that we're ignoring it. We read everything, try to reply to stuff. And yeah, so thanks, Steve. And talk to you later, man. Thank you. All right, God bless you, man. Bye. And Godspeed, everyone. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. Strangers and Aliens, episode 112, catching up. Because I did the apostrophe. Oh, no, you did no, the... No G. I got it. Yeah. Catching. Catching. I like... It's catchy. Yeah. It's like a... It's fetch. You know, it's... It's uh, It's just... It's not quite slang, but it's it's relaxed, you know? Catching is fetching. Catching up. Yeah. It's fetching. You ready? I, I, was, I was already 15 minutes ago. Yeah, well, I wasn't. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> All right, I think we just recorded our post credits as well just now. Oh, I didn't know you were still recording. Okay. Yeah, well. I'm always on. That's the thing, I'm always on. It's like, you know, press the button and say something funny. <laughs> Go ahead, push the button. If I push the button, it'll turn it off. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't push the button. I'll still say something funny. Okay. Uh, gobbledygook. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on all the time. Okay, I think we're done there.